The Echo Chamber, brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by the international broadcast specialist, Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Hi everybody and welcome to the Echo Chamber. I'm Maya Pavinska-Sims, the Homes Report's EMEA editor and I'm joined in a rather damp London today by a triumvirate of SEO gods who are going to talk us through search engine optimization and its place in the world of public relations. First up we have Jim Hawker, co-founder of 3Pipe, our digital agency of the year, which bought SEO agency Spot Digital a couple of years ago. Hi Jim, welcome. Hello, thank you very much. Uh, next up we have Andy Barr, owner of 10 Yetis Digital, who is always vocal on the subject of good and bad SEO and is definitely worth a follow on Twitter. Thank you very much. And thanks for making the trip from Gloucester, Andy. Um, and last but very much not least, David Fraser, founder of Ready10, another digital agency of the year finalist. Welcome. Thanks a lot. So, chaps, I'm going to kick off with the basics. So, uh, this is when we were chatting about this, David. You said I just want people to not turn off this podcast. Yeah, don't turn off this podcast. <laughs> it is quite useful and interesting. To people, okay, so bear with us. Hopefully. Let's make it interesting. It yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm, pre I'm promoting it. I'm, I'm, I'm PRing it. <laughs> Tell me about how you would define SEO in layman's terms and how it complements and fits into PR, Andy. Well, we've lost 50% of the audience by describing <laughs> us as SEO gods. So that's, <laughs> that's the end of that. Uh, very briefly, um, companies are trying to rank for keyword terms. So, for example, Sports Direct are probably trying to rank for things like uh, black Under Armour T-shirt. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the ways that you can rank is to get loads of links from other credible authority sites into their website. From, so from people, say, like Daily Mail, Huffington Post, BuzzFeed, linking to Sports Direct, and then the sheer power of those websites will mean that their rankings will, uh, their keyword rankings will go up. Um, and in, the, in a very crude short term, if you rank five or above for a product or um, for what you're trying to rank for, you will do a lot of sales. Mm -hmm. If you rank five or below, this is on page one, you will do not as many sales. So the aim is to get five or above on page one. Okay, so good SEO can lead to sales, full stop. It will lead to sales, okay. uh, along with other things. So you've got to have a fast loading website. Um, you know, it's got to be credible content on there, uh, and Google has to generally love what you've done. Okay, so earned media and good content is critical to having a healthy SEO account. Yeah, earned media is basically um, the holy grail for uh, for SEO. If you can, I think I'd call it sort of a brute force getting a site to rank so you can have an absolutely rubbish site mm. um, and as long as you've got a truckload of links coming into it that are from authority sites you can get it to rank and I know that because we've done it for loads of clients that have had rubbish websites mm. yet we've got really good links into it okay Jim it sounds like it's a, a no-brainer to partner SEO strategy and PR strategy do you think public relations practitioners get SEO uh, no I don't think they do I think um it's no coincidence that the people in this room are the few vocal people that haven't actually been I've, that I've gathered many. you all together. Yeah, I know. If it's, a bomb uh, goes off, that's SEO. <laughs> that's that's it's gone. He's gone. He's looking after it whilst we're in here, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really strange. I mean, David and I were talking about it earlier that actually, you know, it actually is a bit of a no-brainer. I, th I think it's something that people are intrigued by. Mm -hmm. Like, we're doing a, an SEO PR event next week. We've got 80 people coming. But 
what will come out of that. Mm. Who knows? Because um, I just think people get, I don't know why, but somehow PR people just got used to doing what they do and haven't necessarily sort of looked around or, or figured out what else they could be doing to, to sort of, you know, really squeeze more value out of the work they're already doing, mm. let alone actually sort of think about it from an SEO mindset. Why is that? Is it the way we bring people up? Is it a generational thing? Is it, um, is it, are we becoming more and more siloed by the definition of PR? Um, I think there's a whole host of reasons, but yeah, we haven't really seized the opportunity. Um, what What's the size of the industry and what's the size of the opportunity there? I think, um, it, uh, from my perspective, anecdotally, it feels bigger. Um, if you look at the, the yeah. stats, um, you know, there's, there's lots of numbers bandied around, some of them from the PRCA, which I never particularly <laughs> believe. But I mean, the, the if you look at global stats, I was just checking this morning again, they're sort of putting a number from an SEO perspective of, of around 80 billion globally. Right. Now, if you look at the Homes Report stats and also mm-hmm. combine that with the PRCA stats about the value of the PR industry globally, you're looking at about 15 right. billion. So, you know, both big numbers, That's but when you one though, dwarfs, dwarfs the other. So... When we're split between three of us as well, isn't <laughs> so it? Yeah, we're doing all right. You're still doing great in the rankings. <laughs> so, you know, in a, in a challenging PR environment where there's probably been, I don't remember a time when there's been so many good PR agencies knocking around and budgets, I don't think, are particularly buoyant. I don't, I don't see why agencies aren't trying to sort of move out and do other things. I think the point behind this is that there's a whole massive budget line out there mm. that marketers, brand managers, whoever they are, want to want to spend on the things that Andy was talking about, principally getting to page, uh, getting on page one of Google, getting to um, position five or above, which reminds me of like the worst but sort of corniest SEO joke, which I may as well throw in, which is people in SEO, I've heard more than one of them at more than one conference, say, uh, if you kill someone, bury the body on page two of Google, because <laughs> no one goes there. That's why this no one true. talks to SEO people. Exactly. The point is, though, there's there's a lot of opportunity out there yeah. um, if we grabbed it. And for all the reasons that Andy and Jim have just said, I believe that PR people are the best place people to grab it because mm. Andy said, well, earned media is 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 the is the the gold or whatever for SEO. Well, who does that best? It's the PR industry. Who struggles with doing that? Mm the SEO industry because it's rooted to creativity and it's rooted to ideas and media relations. So. I feel and have felt since I, since I kind of started more in this area that this is a massive gift given to the PR industry mm. that we just haven't unwrapped yet. So what's the how to how do you make that happen? I mean obviously you don't want a, too much competition, but how do you how can the industry start talking about SEO? I mean do brands do clients really get that they need to align both strategies, do you think? I I think the the switched on modern marketeer especially in-house really gets it mm. um, I think the, the where the PR industry may be has a bit of a hiccup or, or a bump is that we would traditionally go and speak to a head of comms or you know a head of, head of PR they're not the people who control that budget mm. it's the it's the head of e-commerce it's the head of online they're the people that um, drive the SEO campaigns forward so historically you know whilst we've all been whoring ourselves on the Ariana and whatever um, other crews you go and do to go and meet big brands we're talking to people that aren't really relevant to um you know to to what we're actually doing which is going to e-commerce people so what do you do about that then 
I mean, how do you get in front of the people you, you have You yourself budgets? at a different event. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you go to more digital marketing uh, events where people are a lot more savvy to, to what you're doing. And also, I think we're all very lucky because we all have a good... Um, reputation well the other two do maybe not me but everyone else has a good reputation in this industry if people come to you on the back of that you know if you've got a good site to rank um mm. and uh and people associate it with your work then that's you know that's gonna breed more success i think there probably needs to be a bit of myth busting in mm. the industry about seo and what it is i i find first of all people think it's really really complicated and therefore too much like hard work to kind of get into it and understand it and the truth is there is parts of it that are complicated but there's also parts of it that are really easy relatable mm. understandable and people just need to if people spent a couple of weeks learning about it they would have a hell of a lot more skills in it than they think they probably yeah. do and the second thing is there's a perception that it must be the kind of nerdy and unexciting end of earned media so oh it must be loads of i don't know like press office stuff the whole time mm. and in some areas it can be but the truth is I, I the best campaigns are campaigns that you probably don't even know are being built for SEO there's absolutely no reason why I don't know whether they did or didn't but we're sitting here the week that E sent Stormzy down the Thames yes. in in a float which we're not going to argue on the creativity argue on the prob, you know whether that's, that's creative a or not conversation for another day but that can easily be a PR for SEO campaign okay. if they've put that thought and effort behind it there's no reason why that can't work for their SEO so how would that work then it's just having the, it's a bit like what Andy said, it's having the right mindset, it's having the right people from the client side in mm. the room and having the right uh, KPIs and things that you want to uh, evaluate the campaign on from the beginning. Mm. And it's the, this is the point. It's not that's an SEO campaign, that's a PR campaign. In my view, they are PR campaigns, creative campaigns that you just make work for SEO rather yeah. than not to make them work, which traditionally tends to be what happens. I think the Stormzy campaign is really interesting as well because it it shows how PR, social media, and SEO all work together. All the sneery PR people, myself included, would have been like, oh, yeah, what are you doing? Floating something down the Thames. But, but it worked. It got them links because it translated into social media with all of... Um, you know, everyone who's sat there having a beer on the Thames is mm. is taking pictures and, and sharing them on social media. All the news sites, so like Reach, for example, or, or even people like joe.co.uk are constantly monitoring for, for things starting to emerge on social media. They'll quickly bang a story up so that it will rank, you know, within minutes. Yep. They put a link into the brand that's done it. So, you know, for all the sneeriness around what's been done, and don't get me wrong, you know, I know it's not a, an example of fantastic creativeness. It really works. And, and that's, that's the thing, you know, it, it breeds social success that translates into uh, news outlets that are desperate to get their sites to rank number one for a story. Mm -hmm. And so that, you know, and that translates into, into links as well. Jim, what do you think about the um, PR for SEO? What have you seen it achieve for clients? I think Andy's right. I think most of our SEO briefs are coming from a broader client base mm. rather than just head of comms, head of PR. They are definitely heads of performance, heads of e-com, marketing directors who want to see PR delivering both on the brand awareness and on the on the on the link building sort of strategy mm. side of things. Um, and and I I, th I think that's that's the challenge. Like most PR people on the client side aren't briefing their agencies. In, in that particular way. And I think ultimately that's 
that's where we can add the value. And I, I think that I think David's right. You know, that mindset of both a creative, what you do anyway, but actually have mm. some SEO strategy or thinking or insight or even knowledge in the team is, is, is really helpful to take you into other parts of the business or into the other client mm. budgets that you wouldn't normally be able to access. I think there are some really good examples of, of that, but actually some of them are coming from SEO agencies that are, you know, you look at the campaign and think, oh, that's, that's PR, but actually it's been delivered by right. an SEO agency. Mm. And I think okay. this is really interesting to start, mm. where you start judging an agency and what they're capable of doing based on how, how traditionally they've been viewed. But actually, at the end of the day, it's good content, it's good creative with a link building potential around it. So if, if uh, PR doesn't get a handle on SEO, SEO is certainly going to get a handle on content and creative. Yeah. By sounds of things. Well, the funny thing is that is what you think would happen. And if the like the bad news is that we're sitting here complaining in our dungeon on a rainy day <laughs> uh, that not enough PR people get SEO, there is ki- it's kind of the same situation, I think, in reverse in SEO in that not enough people, not as many people as I would expect in SEO properly get PR. And the bit they need to kind of master in my opinion, is the earned media bit, mm. is what's going to earn attention, what's, you know, the media relations side of it. But if they, and there's a few agencies that do it really, really well, and we were just talking before, and we reeled off three or four SEO agent, agencies who are really sort of up and coming and doing it well. Um, but there is a danger that more and more SEOs will, more SEO agencies will take our lunch or whatever the mm. phrase is. Um, it doesn't actually seem to be moving at, at the at the pace that perhaps you might think it is either. And what if you're a, a, a CMO or a head of performance or somebody else who's not a head of comms in a in a big brand organisation? What are the pitfalls of not getting a handle on SEO and not making the most of it through making sure that it's aligned with earned? I mean, it's it's, it's the cheapest form of traffic mm. from from a traffic driving perspective to your website. I mean, I, I, I do have, it's interesting what you say. I mean, SEO is as broad as PR in, in, in some respects because, you know, we do everything from crisis to, you know, reputation stuff. SEO is the same. They'll do a lot of technical, they'll do on-site, they'll do um, uh, optimised assets on third-party retail sites. It's, you know, it's, it's just one part of, of, of SEO and it, and it may not be that they're focusing on that, but then that's the opportunity yeah. mm. um, in some way because that link building piece is, is, is really crucial. But I think it's it's not fair to say that actually they 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 simply don't understand it. It's just it's just that actually it's a part of. You're, of, you're right. I'm of talking about work. the organic. I am particularly talking about the mm. organic link building side of it. Yeah. That's no, that's fair. But that, that's where it comes in that a, a really good SEO agency working with a you know a really good PR agency can create you know can create a fantastic result for clients. And I think we're in a you know we're in a, a bit of a battle at the minute where. Um, a few SEO agencies are snapping up PR agencies because they, you know, they fully get it. Mm. And similar to, you know, Jim's got a few Bob and he's buying agencies <laughs> left, right, and centre. But you know, you know, that's that's the kind, that's the kind of gym, that's then. the kind of battle at the minute of whether is it going to be PRs get you know get more of the budget and are able to use those funds to buy SEO agencies. Mm. You know, don't get me wrong. If um, you know, if we could afford to buy an SEO agency, we, you know, we would because you could offer the total the total package there and whilst I pretend I know what I'm on about the reality is, is technical SEO is really hard mm. it's really really hard and um, you know and that's not our that's not well that's not my core skill set mm. so is it too hard to build that 
organically within a PR agency. No, no, no. You can hire good SEO people, but I think you need the same as PR, where you've got some people that are good at writing, some people that are good at outreach, some people are you know good at whatever chasing clients for bills. And the same as an SEO agency, you've got people that are good at you know tech coding, good people that are spotting um, ways to optimize a site slightly differently. So you need that full you know skill set to do to do it properly. Mm. The, the answer to the question of what are the consequences of not doing good SEO is that you can be putting a lot of energy out there and somebody else can come and rank above you on okay. Google, mm. quite simply in this, the most important marketplace or library or whatever you want to call it. And a very good example of that is position zero, which is what they call that bit when you type in a question, how to boil an egg, and there's kind of a much bigger answer at the top of the page of Google. Yeah. Position zero on what's the best cola in the world is not Coke. What is it? It is a cola from Mexico called Blue Sky. I bet you that's got a million dodgy links going into it. Well, no, it isn't, because as it happens, it is owned by the Coca-Cola company. However, I'm presuming Coke would not want the answer to that question on Google to be Blue Sky, which is a relatively small manufacturer of Coke. And it's done that because it's on a high domain authority site that has got position zero and they've combined that presumably with quite a kind of on-message PR campaign, Mm. a brand-in-hand campaign. And they're the answer to that question. Now, I don't know their marketing budget, but Coke's is bigger. Yes. Um, Who are they owned by? Sorry. They are owned by the Coca-Cola company, but they're a much smaller manufacturer. Mm. And that, I think that's a not bad example of if you don't pay attention to this bit, mm. you can just get beaten. You can be you can get beaten by a kind of more savvy operator. Okay. What about positive examples of where you know that the work you've done has really accelerated a company, a client's presence? I've got one client that sold the business who started it with nothing, sold it for fifty-five million. That's quite. And another one that sold it for eight million, and another one that sold for around twenty million. So it's not it's not bad. All through, you know, they would say using um, earned media as their main Mm. marketing um, tool. So I have not sold any business for that amount of money, (laughs) but they, you know, they are they are doing really well. So I think that's one of the biggest, you know, one of the biggest. proof points that this this industry and what you know everyone in the PR industry works in SEO mm. is doing is doing really well you know look at Groupon they've not done too bad from uh, you know from their SEO campaigns and there's there's plenty of brands you've just won voucher codes congratulations and they yes, well they done. lead the absolute way and the voucher sector is nasty mm. I've worked in yeah. that for 10 years it is a nasty sector to work in there is some dodgy stuff that goes on there but voucher codes have always remained at the top they're very ethical in what they do mm. um while some others maybe aren't and and i think you know that's a that's a you know that's a that's an amazing win but they mm. really do lead the way in what they do and jim what about you any good case studies from your experience and where you've actually seen the work that you've done combining pr and seo um benefit a company yeah i mean i mean we've done quite a lot of work for lloyd's pharmacy in, um, in terms of um, around specific drugs and, and treatments, which has been pretty successful. I mean, we, we have dedicated SEO clients as well, so um, I understand what SEO can deliver. Um, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, like, it's, you know, outreach teams do take place within SEO. Mm. I think the, the other interesting thing, for just taking a step back, is that actually there's not that many big SEO agencies, and you kind of wonder why. 
because they, none of them are actually really scaled in the same way that PR agencies have scaled or become mm. well known, even though the value of the market is big. And, that's, and I, guess, I guess that's where we saw the opportunity. It's like they sort of seem to cap out to sort of 30, 50 people. I really don't know because, I mean, the, the, the biggest one I, I know is obviously there's one down on the south coast, which is well known. And, and, and for me, that's won lots of awards, but it's never managed to kick on. Mm. And I, I've never really understood why. Um, so there's no global SEO agency? It's not, not of real any significance. And I think that's where, the, that's that for me shows it's so fragmented. Mm. And there's, there's lots of smaller agencies out there, which is why I went out and acquired one, quite frankly, um, because it was quicker than actually trying to develop that skill set ourselves internally. But for some reason, there's no considerable mm. SEO agency or no independent agency still knocking around. But a lot, you know, this this comes back to obviously, you know, people looking at the PR industry and think, you know, that it's all shrouded in secrecy and we're all up to weird things and sacrificing goats and doing whatever. But the reality is people <laughs> think the same with the SEO industry. It is a bit of a dark art. There's no <laughs> one answer. You know, Google this week have announced a algorithm update. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, uh, and they notoriously fib about the things that they do. Um, so that's probably a smokescreen. But the SEO industry is is probably tough to crack mm. because it, it changes every few years because there's a big algorithm update. People, same as in our industry, in the PR industry, must lose key people. But it, I think it's just really difficult to scale um, SEO because, you know, it, it changes so much. Mm. We're, we're probably quite lucky, actually. You know, we, I, I worked in-house and I kind of fell into online PR. And, and for a you know, traditional PR person, SEO, you know, a modern traditional PR person, SEO for PR is just mm. a no-brainer. I think, you know, as David said, it's not rocket science what we do. We come up with really funky campaigns. People write about them and they put links in. Sometimes it's a follow link and we all celebrate. Sometimes it's a no-follow link. We swear at the journalist. Sometimes <laughs> it's an affiliate link and we give up. But, you know, I think it's just, it's just we're, we're quite lucky in the PR industry. And what was the point you realised that SEO was definitely something you were going to build into your offer? Well, I saw a client go from, this is the, comes back to the five or above. I saw a client ranking on an affiliate site, ranking for something, uh, page one, number seven. And they were doing around £10,000 a day for that term. And then I saw them move up to number five and they went up to doing something like £80,000 a day. And I thought, wow, this, this was early on as well um, in, our, in our agency. So I thought, yeah, this is, um, you know, this is something we need to, to really go for because I saw it was only two weeks after we got a really juicy BBC link in mm. and their site had gone through the roof. So just very quickly realised, actually, this is what, mm. you know, this is what we need to be doing. What about you, Jim? What's the lightning bulb moment? Um, well, I think it's, it was slightly different for us because we had quite a, we have quite a big paid search business and SEO and paid search work mm. very closely together, and it and it fell in, in in it occupied a hole in the business quite quite nicely in terms of giving us a chance to sort of balance those channels, but also start integrating the PR and and, and SEO side. So we felt that actually had the potential to spread out within the business and. It, what it's done is opened up new revenue streams for us into things like voice search or mm. visual search because the, the, the challenge with Google and the organic listing is that it's becoming less and less real estate because it's becoming more more paid and people are searching on YouTube and, and through Google Images. And so the, the interesting thing about SEO, it takes you into new areas yeah. which perhaps PR don't, doesn't do so much. What about you, David? First of all, let me make it clear that I have never sacrificed a goat in the name of the client. <laughs> He's changed. I'm so glad to hear it. 
Um, there was okay. So the lightning bolt is that if that's the right word. I can quite clearly say when it was. It was at my previous agency, and we got a call one day from a bookmaker in Canada who, I mean, no one will have ever heard of, um, and that's my way of saying I can't quite remember their name at this point. <laughs> um, and they said, we are a Canadian bookmaker. We can't take customers from the United Kingdom. We literally can't take a penny in revenue from the United Kingdom but we want you to do a campaign that gets us attention and links in UK media and on high domain authority sites. And I'd never heard of this area before. And I was like, what? Explain yeah, why? Explain why. Mm. And the answer is because the, the value of getting good links on, on high domain authority sites mm. helps boost their business and their SEO terms. And so from that moment, really, that was kind of like, oh, sh this, this is really interesting. This mm. is a different way to um to to conduct a pr campaign it's clearly not something that's about kind of i'm not making any bones about it that's not about branding that's not about messaging that particular mm. pr campaign but it was a very pragmatic solution to a business problem that they had and that was sort of the first thing that really sort of pricked my interest in it and there's such a thing andy i know from previous conversations with you on the twitter as negative seo yeah. So, what that so, is. so um, this is always quite controversial, but it happened to us. So that's how I know about it so well. Um, but after we'd been talking about doing negative SEO for clients, so in a real simple format, um, people always think it's when your site gets um, uh, malware injected into it. But it doesn't have to be like that in our situation and for a lot of our clients. Well, it's all about our situation. So we dominated um, search engine ranking positions for pretty much every related PR term. Uh, three years ago, and I started foolishly talking about negative SEO, and then someone did it to us. And basically, on one day in November, um, they got 150 dodgy links, put 150 dodgy links into our site from everything from sex trafficking websites, um, sex websites, stolen credit cards, oh, stolen passport websites, all linking back to, to our agency website. They were really savvy. They did it on one day, and then five days later, they took all the links out again. Um, and that's because Google spots the links within hours and says, oh, crikey, they're up to something. They've been buying links. Um, and, and automatically, our rankings dropped very quickly, pretty much overnight. Um, but they're not so good at going back and checking if those links are still there. Sometimes it takes up to three, four months for them to see that the links have gone, by which time it's kind of too late. So so immediately that had a huge effect. All, all our rankings pretty much went. And, you know, even to this day, we're struggling to get back to, to where we were. Um, so that, you know, that is a real problem in our industry. Now, I don't believe for one minute that it was um, a PR agency that will have done that. It will have been a you know, someone related to the SEO community who just thought it'd be quite funny, which which it was, but it cost us a lot a lot of money. Mm. Um, so, but, but ironically now, that's sort of 40% of our briefs that are coming on in is either helping brands recover from that in terms of um, spotting opportunities. Uh, and we work with people like Kaboo on, on link analysis and seeing where the problems are, and then building up a clean link portfolio after that. So we work with lots of clients mm. that have just had to go in and do what's called a disavow file, which is basically saying to Google, ignore all of our links that we've got coming in, and they're kind of then having to start again start and building a nice, you mm. know, um, a nice range of authority and sort of mid-tier links. So that's sort of SEO crisis management, isn't it? Yeah, but there's no easy fix. Mm. You know, I, I think, as I say, it's been three years um, since it's happened to us, and we still have problems to this day. 
Um, but if you know if you do go in and, and spot it quickly, um, you know there are ways around it. So there there is that, and then there's a traditional PR negative SEO, which is where you know, a brand maybe has a hatchet job in the Daily Mail and it ranks number one for their name. And your job is then, as a PR, is to go in and try and move that negative content mm. um, lower down Google, which is, you know, slightly easier than trying to shift 150 butt plug websites that you've got suddenly yeah. coming into your, <laughs> into your site. Imagine. So you can go up quickly and you can go down quickly, depending on whether it's... I don't know what you're talking about now. <laughs> for good or for ill. I'm just going to pretend you didn't say that. Um, uh, Jim, what about you? Have you had any experience of helping brands recover from those sort of attacks? Yeah, um, that sort of reputational management mm. side. Actually, the interesting thing is we've, we've been getting a lot of inquiries from more individuals mm. um, that are having challenging editorial written about them. High-profile individuals. Oh, yeah, a couple. Yeah, mm. yeah. And I think that's a whole different area as well that we're sort of looking at. Um, but there's there's a lot of potential sort of just general hygiene things you can do to tidy up some of this stuff, and actually a lot of a lot of assets that um, you can start creating and placing that Google um, starts taking notice of to try and push some of that sort of stuff down. Mm. So, but it's it's not a quick fix, you know, and actually it's an ongoing retained sort of piece of work, mm. and, and 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 I guess like a lot of crisis PR firms, people are willing to pay for it. Um, because you know it's it's something that's yeah. a, you know direct criticism of their own personality and brand, so it's it's potentially quite a lucrative bit of business. Yeah, David, what's your experience? Yeah, in that? yeah much the same as Jim. Actually, less so on on uh, the first half of, of uh, Andy's answer. More so, individuals or organisations have for reputation purposes, mm. but it, it doesn't feature so much of our business now. I think a lot of the time. Um, it's not so much that it's it's budget that you need from people, but it's patience with mm. a lot of these things. And a lot of the people that come to you, when they do, occasionally don't necessarily have that patience. As a result, it's not not a, not a huge feature of yeah. what we do. So it's not a quick fix, as you say. No, I think. But yeah. SEO isn't a quick no. <laughs> no. fix. As, as David's just kind of said there and alluded to, actually, the kind of people that come to you. So we've worked, I guess, well, we've worked with a couple of politicians on this very similar topic and in my experience they're not the kind of people that understand or are willing to understand that this isn't a actually we can just do this in two days yeah you know this is a, a best case scenario three to six months project to get something negative about them i mean don't get me wrong we always start by saying don't bugger up in the first place mm. or you know should you and you have that ethical question don't you should you really be helping um and i think well i've got to pay the mortgage actually so, so I think you know you've you've got to get that over to them that it's not a quick fix, um, and, and unfortunately, the kind of people that come to you with those um, kind of problems are always, in my experience, the ones that maybe don't understand. You can't just go out and buy a hundred links tomorrow, mm. which you should never do, um, to to try and mass something or push something down Google. It doesn't it doesn't work like that. Can Google tell if you've bought links? Yes. Okay. Yeah. They they famously bust link networks. So there's things called private or oh, PBNs. I can't remember what the uh, oh, private blog networks, isn't it? Where people, individuals or, or companies will build up hundreds of websites. Famously, ASOS accidentally did this. I say accidentally. A few months ago, they they got busted for a uh, well, they didn't get busted. They outed um, themselves for building 200 microsites to support the ASOS uh, main website. Right. And that is actually 
quite dodgy in what they did. So it's called a private blog network. Um, so people control all of these sites and they point links to the main site to try and get that to rank. And Google famously, you know, do a lot of things to try and nail, mm. nail people for it. There's a thing called, um, oh, I'm trying to think the name of the, the, the website. Uh, the, there was a famous blogger site that I can't remember where you could go in, you could match a brand um, to a blogger uh, and they would write content for you. Uh, and then you could ask for a link and you're paying for all that. It was a really big network. And Google went in allegedly and set themselves up as a brand and as a blogger, saw what was going on and nailed every brand that was on oh, that Lord. blogger network. Th this is why... My guest blog. That was it. Sorry. Th th this is why the skills that the PR industry have has is are so valuable mm. in SEO because you can't buy links anymore and get away with it, and you shouldn't buy links in any case. And so the SEO industry, the SEO currency is earned links, mm -hmm. earned attention, and that's what PR has been doing forever, and that's the bit that the organic side of SEO, from what I have seen, mm. struggles with, and we don't. So we're getting the attention anyway, we're earning the coverage anyway, we're coming up with dynamic ideas. If we marry that to a bit of SEO thinking, mm. It should be there. It's quite for the compelling. Taking. Yeah. And going back to that, you know, the positive impact of good, well thought out SEO that's that's part of and complementary to a PR strategy. The PR industry is like the ongoing argument about measuring impact, measuring effectiveness, ROI. This feels a bit like if you can if you can re you can link this to business success quite clearly. It feels it feels again like a bit of a no brainer. Well, yeah. It's easy to track the success of our campaigns. You know, there's no. Google Analytics, Google mm. Goals, um, sales, rankings. You know, yeah. from our campaigns, it's really easy. So what I, I just don't understand why it's not done more. Is it, is it just fear or lack of understanding? It just doesn't feel like this should be something that's scary to PR. I don't know. There's a lot of shrugging because of the people, shoulders because going I don't on know here. If it like, is uh, the people. I mean, like yeah. I sit alongside SEO people and PR people and digital people, and they are, tend to be quite different. Um, in terms of backgrounds and I don't know they just the PR people are very creative mm. that's what they get excited about they get excited about editorial relationships client management you know the, the digital teams it's all about the data mm. and, 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 and you know seeing a commercial impact and culturally we seem to have created a breed of, of people that are less interested mm. in data and insights and measurement and uh, you know why is that well I don't know, we all grew up working in different PR departments or agencies and perhaps we weren't brought up by those people who were, who was, I guess it's a, maybe it is a generational thing. I mean, you, you've started a fairly new agency. You know, you're, you're different we're breed generation. PR people, aren't we? Yeah. And we're Come on, you're not ancient. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, but what I'm saying is we're lamenting the sort of lack of... It, people embracing this SEO thing, but we're probably older than most of the people. It's, in, where, it's, it's where we recruit people from. It's yeah. the diversity of people coming to PR. Mm. It's very different. You know, I, 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 it's I, not yeah, one so reason. Savvy, aren't they? The people that are coming into it now. I think I don't know if this is controversial or not, but I think we're so worried at the top level of PR. We're trying to, you know, let's get on the board and prove that we're not a bunch of shysters you know as, a, as an industry we want to be on the board we want to influence the board we want, you know we want to prove that we're professional people we're so worried about that that we kind of lose sight of the fact that 
actually it's quite easy to track what we're doing and prove mm. success. But at the very high level of, you know, the, the top end of PR, all the lofty people are, you know, trying to prove the value of the industry and, you know, prove our worth and as a means to try and like come up with rather than complaining about why this is a problem what the solutions probably are to try and get us to embrace this area i think so i'm asking a question answering a question that you haven't asked but i'll go with it go anyway um first of all the kind of stuff that jim is doing which is bringing a lot of people across industry mm. um taking people from other areas there's you know into the pr industry so data insights people is really going to help and then the other thing I find is training people from the bottom. So mm. you're, you're right, Andy, what you say. People coming into PR have got really good skill set and really enthusiastic. They're, they tend to, in my experience, they tend to be the ones that are embracing this more than the kind of next generation or, or whatever mm. you want to call it above them. So the people coming into the industry now, if, if, if we kind of, if they're, uh, they learn along these lines and kind of learn these skills, then I am hopeful that the industry should more and more embrace this area. Where do you think this is all going to go like five years from now in terms of the convergence or not between PR and SEO? Uh, I think universities have to have SEO as part of their PR mm -hmm. and marketing degrees. And that currently, as far as I know, happens rarely. I know it happens at our local uh, University of Gloucestershire and that you know they're really ahead of the curve in terms of we you know we've hired three or four of their grads now and they're really on it but they're one of the very few universities that actually include search engine optimization or online marketing or however they want to call it as part of their degree syllabus for PR and mm. obviously a lot of us I imagine hire English grads and they don't have anything to do that so I think it needs to come in at a, you know at a slightly lower level yeah well that's a much longer term project isn't it if you're talking yeah. about education I think clients will drive it mm. as well. So the more that the clients see the importance in this, which they inevitably will, then they will in be instructing their agencies to give them the solutions along these lines. Mm. I would say there is an unknown, which Andy alluded to earlier, which is it, this all depends a lot of it on what side of bed Google wake up on every morning right. and what they yeah. decide to do. And you can never properly predict that and mm. how algorithms are going and how they're changing. And there's hundreds of them a year. So there is that, um, that there is that unknown about it, mm. but I, I think Andy's right. Kind of edu edu education, really. Okay. But also, if you if you are starting out in your career and you're listening to this, or you're, just, you're a PR or whatever student listening to this, I always say to people, it's the people that go off and learn, you know, and just mess around with things like Google Analytics. You can't break it, you know. You can't balk anything from just just playing with it. Just mm. go and you know get on and go and have a look and, and understand it and. Then if someone came to me and they interviewed against a, a PR grad and they were, you know, or whatever, but they said, actually, I've got a good understanding of analytics and, you know, I, I would take them every day of the week. Yeah. OK, interesting. What about you, Jim? Where do you see it going? I, I, I agree with David that I think it will be client driven. I, 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 I'm seeing more and more pressure on budgets internally, more efficient use of mm -hmm. budgets internally. Clients will be asking for a more integrated approach. Um, I can't see budgets massively improving over the next sort of two years. Um, and I think there will be a natural... I mean, I, I think just generally, I think we're seeing a transition towards more SEO and PR teams having to work together in the same way you see brand marketing, PR and SEO working together more generally within, within large organisations. I think, you know, we're seeing PR managers, comms managers working under brand and marketing 
directors. I think everyone's now being um, very much sort of, um, you know, there's, there's much more scrutiny now than ever before and where that mm. budget's going. And so um, the, more, the more efficiency you can drive through your budget, the better. And I think that's where the mm. PR and integrated approach sort of fit in. Okay. Um, and just finally, I'd like your comments on this week's topical SEO issue. Um, outdoor clothing company North Face and its little play around with Wikipedia. What's your take on that, David? Um, idiotic, <laughs> um, if I kick off. The thing I don't get is everyone surely knows that you don't mess around with Wikipedia. Did they swap photos around? Was that the... They swap yeah. photos yeah. around... Um, on a number of topics, so that their photos would be that would would appear on the pages, and they would, as an they said their words, as an SEO stunt, because the the obvious mm. reason for that is everything you Google, one of the first results up is the Wikipedia page on that particular topic. Yeah. But everybody knows you don't mess around with Wikipedia, every don't they? Yes, I everybody think so. knows. Well, you, I, it's, yeah, I it's policed. It wasn't done by an SEO agency. It wasn't done by a PR agency. It was it's done by an advertising, advertising agency, agency who yeah. perhaps didn't know. <laughs> who yeah, was it, where was it? They did it. Was it? Was, it, was it Brazil? Did it? Or was it at South America? It was in South America, but yeah. it was an ad agency, wasn't it? Yeah, a, U, Leo a US Burnett. ad agency was it? Who did it? Yeah. It was Leo Burnett, TaylorMade. So who were very proud of themselves? Mm. Who said they had manipulated Google for free? And got their client attention for free, and then they then they said they had done it in collaboration with Wikipedia, and Wikipedia yeah. very quickly <laughs> issued a statement yeah. mm. saying that they hadn't. It, what it reminds me of, you know, when there's kind of a really bad example of bad PR. Are we, ba- are we back to Stormzy on the? Terms <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean an unethical. Right. An okay. Unethical. Yes. Stormzy. Stormzy yeah. stunt was was lots of things, and I am in the non snobbiness about floating things down the Thames camp. I assume they've done that story. ironically. I have to say. No. In any case, it wasn't unethical. There was lots of things, yeah. but it wasn't unethical. But you know when there's, I don't know, and I'm not partic- picking out a particular example, but when a PR appears in a case study and they get mm. rumbled and they should... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as a PR person, you think, oh, I don't want the world to have that perception of PR. That's not what we do. Yeah. I feel like this was the SEO industry's moment. Right. Like, who are gotcha. these wallies doing this? This is yeah, not yeah. what mm. SEO is and what it should be yeah. doing. And so. I think Google... Google is famous for having a long memory. You know, we all we're all laughing about it now, and someone at Google will be having a good chuckle. But they'll write that down in pencil, yeah. and in a year's time, something will happen. And North Face will do something else. It's a you know like a real yeah. breach of rules, Google rules by accident. And they'll nuke them. That's what they did to Interflora. Mm. You know, they they said to Interflora. Bad day though to be citing an Interflora example because well, they've sold for fifty five million dollars today. I think. So fair play to they've recovered <laughs> from that. Then. Yeah. But famous Interflora annoyed Interflora annoyed Google. Google warned them and they sort of didn't really take it serious and thought, oh, you know, we're, we're too big to be messed with. And then just before Valentine's Day, they nuked Google. They nuked Interflora out of Google. Ouch. How much will that have cost them? So Google have got a famous long, yeah. you know, a long memory. Time and to recover from and that. that was because of a spat, rumoured to be because of a spat between Marks and Spencer's floral division and Interflora mm. and PPC bidding court case, wasn't it? Um, and Google didn't come out of that very well. There was an opportunity for them to get into floor back for that 
and maybe they did. Yeah, mm. we used to work for Interflora, and now work for Bloom and Wild. I, 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 yeah, and it, I, even culturally, they've never recovered from mm. that mm. actual yeah. incident. And then what happened was you got a load of new brands like Bloom and Wild that were mobile first, SEO savvy, and just mm. ate their market share within mm. a number of you know, like two or three years. Took fifteen, twenty percent of that market away mm. from Interflora. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a whole other discussion about Interflora, but yeah, mm. I'm, I'm pleased they sold. So, well, I don't know whether that was good or not. Well, it I, might I, not be the good. valuation of that business a few years ago would have been a lot higher. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's North Face, I think, it's going to be one to watch. Google, Google, don't forget. Yeah. Well, there's an algorithm oh, update this week. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen? Oh yeah. You know, podcasts apparently now, like it's more and more, are featuring in search. Maya. So if we just say wow. this is a good this podcast, this is getting quite meta now. We should just say this is a great podcast a hundred times, <laughs> and we might appear PR really high on Google. This on. is the best PR podcast. Yeah. It's like we don't even need to discuss. Are we that. keyword stuff in now? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. let's do Maybe. that. Um, so there we have it. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks, Jim, Andy, and David. SEO is not about the dark art of goat sacrifice. So that's okay. <laughs> Thanks very much for joining me in the echo chamber today. You've been listening to The Echo Chamber. Brought to you by The Homes Report and produced by Marketeers. Sponsored by The Bullet Group, putting you in tomorrow's conversations today. Today.